BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Hunter and Michaela, and this is the Model Citizen Podcast. We wanted to let the members of our community experience a different side of us that they see glimmers of, but never the full force. Exactly. We wanted a place where we could talk unfiltered about anything and everything, including our lives and experiences in the modeling industry, beauty, fashion, dating, sex, marriage, a dash of political commentary, and of course, pop culture, honey. We're going all the way in. Tune in every Thursday for a giggle, a laugh, and maybe even a tear or two. You've just found your new best friends, and we're so happy to have you. Vanderpump Rules to Motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. All right, we're rolling. How we doing, honey? It's getting adjusted here. I guess I should have done that earlier. So we are chilling back in the studio. We're not podcasting from home because we have a very exciting guest who I've already had the pleasure of meeting at an event earlier this week, but she flew all, all the, the way, way from Australia. From Australia, just to be here with us. And now so much else has happened on your trip. So I would love to introduce the founder and CEO of Naked Sundays, which is the dopest SPF brand. I'm going to talk all of where you're going to talk all about this. I'm going to ask all about it. There's so many products I want to get into, but welcome to shenanigans, Samantha uh, Brett. Thank you. Thanks, Sheena. Thanks, Brock. So yeah. nice to meet you guys earlier in the week as well. Actually, was it last week? Last week well, at the I guess event? Technically, it technically. was last week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Feels like it was just a few days ago. It but. does. Well, let's let's, let's re rewind real quick. So obviously, Sheena's a big fan of the products. You're back from Australia. Our team here reached out to you to do the podcast, Shenanigans. Yes. Take us through how we're now here in person four days oh later. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I try to come to the US often. I used to live here back in the day. I'm a journalist, so I worked. I did an internship here when I was in my early 20s, and then I moved back to LA, and I just loved it in my mid-20s. Then I met my husband and had a daughter. And then, as you guys know, you can't just hop on a plane and live in LA. So I got sort of stuck in Australia. And then this opportunity came up, and... 
uh, your people said, do you want to be on Sheena's podcast? And I said, of course I do. And then they said, all right, well, here's the address for the studio. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, you know, it's in West Hollywood. And I said, oh, no, it's going to be on Zoom. And then I thought, hang on a second. Wait a second. Should it be on Zoom or should I Zoom on a plane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come and see you guys. So I was sitting at dinner with my family. It was my dad's birthday. And I said to my brother and his girlfriend, uh, might be going to LA. I've got an opportunity to be on this podcast. And they go, oh, what podcast? Um, and I said, oh, you know, you won't know it. You know, it's, uh, you know, they're very serious people. And I said, you won't know it, um, Sheena. And then instantly the girlfriend, shenanigans. And they both looked at each other. And they oh said every night in Australia just loves Loves your show and loves you guys. I, Aww. you guys are just, and they got so excited. I thought, all right, the excitement on that, just, just for them, I will fly. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm so happy to have you in person. It's always better when you get to interview someone face to face because over Zoom, I mean, there could be audio issues yeah. and camera and all of that. So I am so thankful that you are here, and I want to get into. All things you, because for me personally, I studied broadcast journalism in college. So mm. being a news reporter was always a dream of mine. So that was one of the first things I'm like, okay, hold up. We got to talk about how you went from news reporter to beauty entrepreneur. So crazy. Did you ever get into it at all? Did you do an internship or anything? I did hosting when I first moved into ho out to Hollywood. I did like some Hollywood what was it called? Young Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I did some hosting jobs for them and green screen little news reporting stuff. But then I started acting and then I started doing reality TV. And uh, 10 years later, Ten years here later. I am. Wow. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Look, you can always get back into it, right? <laughs> totally. Yes. But I said that San Diego, we love San Diego, but I'm like, what am I going to do for work in San Diego unless I'm a news reporter? So still putting that out there, you know, it could still happen. Look, it's a lot of standing outside in the gutter <laughs> and, and waiting for bad things to happen, unfortunately. But that is the job. So I wanted, all I want to do is be a news reporter my whole life. I finished school. I went straight to the US. I did an internship at a couple of news networks because as Brock knows, it's, it's much harder in Australia and we don't have, we have three news channels, right? Yeah, that's it. What, so is it, what is it? Channel 9, 10, and 7? Yes. Oh, look at us go. <laughs> and Sky News, right? Oh, there you go. Sky News. So I desperately wanted to do that. So I came. And when I was in New York, all everyone wanted to talk about was dating and relationships. And I was only 22 years old and it's very hard to get into news and news broadcasting. But I thought, you know, what if I could write like a Sex in the City type column for Australia? And so I pitched it to the newspaper and we launched Sam and the City. Oh, I love that. Yes. Wow. Way back, way before there were blogs, before that. I mean, there was no social media at all. And this was on our number one newspaper. And so I'd write it on every day online and people would write in. It was sort of like the first interaction and people met on the column. They fell in love. And I did that for six years. Damn. And then my own relationships completely turned to crap and Everything I'd ever write about, like why guys lie to get laid or anything, why men cheat, everything All happened to me. experience there, you know, right? Everything happened to me after I'd write about it. Same and in guys, the city. Wow. <laughs> and guys would only date me to be on the column. I'm sure you experienced something like no that where, way. you know, you're out there and people only, so I thought I'm quitting and I'm moving to the country and I'm starting. So you have to, when you want to be a news reporter, you have to do your dues yes, in the smaller market. 
So I moved to Wagga. Oh, damn. Orange. Yes. Hobart. Oh, my God. Guys, this is like, this is like, I mean, in America, Outback though. Australia. We got, <laughs> we got country. In, the thing about America is they've got country, but they just make a desert a city like Las Vegas. They turn it into something. But yeah, that's like the whoop whoop. That's, that, that's out there. But whoop, it's, whoop. you got to do your dues, you know? And I feel like. A big, big one in like everyone today, especially around today's time, is no one wants to do those do's anymore. Correct. They're like, I want to be here. And mm. they have this expectation and that they deserve to be there. And I'm like, the do's are what makes people, it shakes out like, okay, do you really want to do this as a job or a career? Are you actually into this? It's not just a financial, whatever it is, you know? Yes. And I, mi I miss having that and like just hearing you going back to the whoops and doing doing your do's, you know, <laughs> because you got to go home, you got to start and you got you to gotta work for it. So well done. Thank you. And yeah. yeah, so I think it really taught me that from the ground up, you've just got to know everything. And that's what happened with Naked Sundays, which I'll get to, I promise, Sheena. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll get there. So I did that. And then eventually I got a job in the big city in Sydney and uh -huh. I worked at Channel 7 at the number one breakfast show. So that meant I got up at 3.30 in the morning, full face of makeup, went out onto the road for the leading news story of the day. Now, the leading news story is bushfires, floods in Australia. Mm -hmm. We had like if there was a, a murder or a crime scene and you'd be there and you'd be there for hours on end out in the blazing sun, full face of makeup till all out, you know, maybe sometimes 5 p.m., 6 p.m. at night, sometimes even further. Sometimes I'd be out for two for weeks on end in the bushfires in 2019. Wow. I was in the bushfires the for bush two fires. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I remember Sleeping that. on the floor. Sleeping in people's like houses in their kids' bunk beds. They had no water, no food. We didn't, none of us had anything. And you just wear your orange kind of fire suit and you're just out there and you're just reporting and you're wow. just telling the story of these people who have lost everything, their homes, everything. You know how it is. You have fires here as well. Yeah. So I started to see some of my colleagues. So they'd get back after these like big stories and they'd come back and they'd have like cuts across their face and like big band aids. And one girl had, huge cut across her her head and, and all these stitches and I thought what's happening and it was skin cancers being cut out of their faces or the top of their head from being outside in the sun and not thinking about sunscreen who wow. thinks about it you just don't and I thought wow. oh gosh do I even put on sunscreen maybe at 3 30 in the morning under my makeup maybe probably not and I definitely don't reapply and so I started looking into it and According to the FDA, you actually have to reapply every 80 minutes. And I'm thinking, oh, God, how do I do that with a full face of glam? You don't want to ruin right. it. Right. You know, you've got eyelashes on. Like, you can't start taking it off, putting on sunscreen. No. Back on. Especially that I'm on the news. I'm on live every half an hour sometimes. Mm -hmm. And in between, you're not putting on sunscreen. You're learning your lines. You're interviewing people. You're doing all sorts of other things. You're busy. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, my God, how cool would it be if I could create some sort of a spray that like a rose water that you could spray over your yeah. makeup and it could protect your skin and it could be good for your skin and glowy and set your makeup and have sunscreen. And in Australia, we have – it's very hard. TGA in Australia, which is like your FDA – is basically impossible to get a sunscreen approved. There's so many rules and regulations, testing, rigorous. Rigorous. It's, it's not it's like, like anywhere FDA, else in the world. It's like FDA, but it's not like the FDA. It's actually rigorous. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment here, you know? No comment. So I went to manufacturers and we don't have all the brands that you guys have here. We have nothing in Australia, basically. And so I went to all the manufacturers and everyone said it couldn't be done. And look, it was two years and I remember I was out in the bushfires and, you know, the, the work, the news that I was doing was just you know, it's, it's gut-wrenching, it's sad, it's the, it's the worst day of people's lives. And then back home I was thinking, okay, how can I make this brand like the most fun, exciting thing anyone has ever seen? I want it to be lilac and rainbow and pink and, and purple and 
just the prettiest, coolest thing. And so it gave me this outlet away from my life on the news to do something different and maybe help people. So anyway, I eventually came up with the Hydrating Glow Mist, which uh, you can spray. So I'm just spraying it now for people who are listening, but you just spray it over your makeup and it just... It makes you look a little bit glowy. Don't put it in your mouth, Brock. Yes, <laughs> Don't no, spray no, in your no, eyes. Fresh men, men just spray it straight in their eyes. And I'm like, no, you no. have to. You got to okay. close your eyes when you're spraying stuff in your face. But also, I want to just point out, because you guys are just listening, so you can't smell how good these products smell. They're like watermelon. Yes. And I had one of the bottles of these on the yacht on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And Brock goes to put some on. And he's like, oh, what is this? And I was like, no, it's sunscreen. He's like, oh, what? He's like, but it smells good. I was like, yeah, honey, it's a cute bottle. And it smells good. It well, wasn't like you. perfume I was putting on. Well, that's the, that's the thing. When you're talking about your skincare, especially being from Australia, sunblock, like we're very aware of what the damage the sun can do. Mm. And so you want to make sure you're applied it. And and I think we've spoke about this when we met you the other day. We I like the fact that I have sunblock that's white. Like if I put it on me, I'm like, oh, I've got sunblock on <laughs> Who me. Who likes that? Well, I mean, someone that is aware of the sun, you know? Like, not, And I sit in the sun all day long, so I kind of get it. But when the fact that this is SPF 50 plus, my biggest one is like when I spray stuff on summer yeah. or I still rub it in. You don't have to do that with this. No. So the whole brand, sorry, Brock, is invisible. So everything that we do, <laughs> you cannot see. It's not white. Most of it's invisible. The spray is invisible. I've got an invisible serum over here, which is also SPF 50. So in America, I find a lot of the sunscreens are 40 and below, yeah. but ours are 50 or above because that is the only thing you can wear in Australia. And I feel like oh. in the US, they appreciate that everything is 50 and we've focused on that. Yeah. So we've got world first, like the world first SPF 50 in now lip oil with three different flavors the world first clear spf 50 sun serum so it's just a clear sunscreen so sorry brock <laughs> my husband's the same he wants white said, i just don't get that i Whoa. i hate that when i we were in vegas recently and the, i only had white sunscreen in my bag and i'm just like can you just rub it in for me please like it was just exhausting yeah, yeah. that's why i love these products so much because you can just Spray it on. So you spray it on and you can spray it on. So we've got the body of the spray, but you can use Mm -hmm. this face spray for your legs when you're out. So you're at the pool at Vegas and you only have your face spray with you because you had one product in your little handbag. You just spray it on your legs, your arms, your husband's. You can spray it on your daughter's limbs. Like you can spray it on her arms and legs when she's out. You know, so, and because they love it. The kids love it. My daughter loves, she yeah. hates the white, you know. And so we were talking mm-hmm. about that actually. So summer. Because obviously when, when as a parent, when you're like, oh, can I use this product on kids? Mm. So you, is that something you guys are looking at doing, going down an avenue, trying to do that? Obviously this is fine for kids. You just got to write. Yes. But as a parent, I want to read it and say for kids. Yeah. So, so I personally would not put a spray on their face, but you can definitely do it on their body. But I have created, so I love mineral sunscreen and I especially, minerals natural, Mm -hmm. but it's very hard to create a mineral that is not white, that rubs in well. And it's not the white that men like, it's a thick white. So we created the mineral for the face. So for women, so this is our number one bestseller. And basically it's got like a slight little tint in it, but it's not meant to be tinted, just hides the white cast. You put it under your makeup. Yeah, I've used that. Do you like it? Yeah, the color I will say at first kind of freaked me out because yeah. it just when it is a darker color, you know, that yeah. you have to rub in. Yeah. But I just used a beauty blender and rubbed it in and then put my makeup and everything over it and it was yes. great. So it blurs your fine lines and wrinkles, it blurs everything. And yeah. you just don't look at the color because the color is not color, it's iron oxides. 
So it's blue light protection. It's all sorts of cool things that actually help your skin. So now for kids. So what I did was I created a mineral, so 100% natural stick. And so Summer can put on herself. Oh, love that. Yeah, so we'll bring that out next year. So okay. yeah, that will just, um, is just, so that is says four kids and Brock has got little stickers that they can put on as well mm-hmm. for themselves. Oh, that's so cute. No white cast. Look at you putting on your mineral. And you see uh, Sheena how it rubs in. Like you can't see the colour at all. But yeah. it now makes him look glowy and sexy. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Women's skin looks sexy. <laughs> Brock, I'm not sure it helped there. <laughs> makes, makes you look handsome. Brock's it trying feels to, nice though. You're trying to figure out how to get rid of these lines on your face. Oh yeah, I got to stop being more aware of these things. Up yeah, here, but you, you know? also do need to moisturize so it more fills and in. put sunscreen on. So, so that, so that one I made for me really selfishly, mm-hmm. but it has become the bestseller. At three thirty in the morning, I get dressed, but everyone else, like you, who has a daughter and you're busy and you have to go out, it's just one product. You don't need your moisturizer, your primer. Your, it's got collagen in it, vegan collagen. Oh wow! So you yeah. don't need any serums or anything it's just one product you put that on and it's everything and you put your makeup over and you go that's great yeah or or like with no with with no makeup on girls wearing it for their no makeup makeup days because it's just that slight tint that does give you a bit of color yeah Okay, I love that. Yeah, I had tried it when we went on the boat that day. I was like, wait, I know I have a face sunscreen in here somewhere. And then the color, but then once I put it on, I mean, it was great. And like I said, he took my sunscreen and didn't realize it was sunscreen. There you go. Yeah. I think we need a white one for men. (laughs) No, it's just to be educated, you know? Like, obviously... You just, I just want to make sure it's on me properly or, and I've covered all my spots. But like this is an amazing product and the fact that, like, like you said, SPF 50 on, on everything. So how, what was the hardest part for your first product, this one here, the spray? Yeah. What was the biggest challenge for you for this one? It's a great question. There were so many challenges. So firstly, the manufacturers sent me samples and it was white and sticky. And yep. I said, this is exactly what I don't want the brand right. to be. It is no white cast. So I had my wish list. No white cast, non-sticky, uh, hyaluronic acid, watermelon extract, as you said. Uh, smells amazing. It smelled terrible. It was white. It was sticky. And oh, no. Every, every manufacturer every gave the same thing. Okay. You know, and that's that's what people that are making. That was the standard. It's the standard. So how, exactly. did you, how, how, did you change the, how did you change there and be there? So I had to try and find different formulations that would work because sunscreen cannot work with every formulation because they can only work in specific formulations. Hyaluronic acid can't work with sunscreen in a see-through format. It has to be in a thicker format. So I was like, I have to have hyaluronic acid. It has to be glowy. That's the whole point of this spray. And so anyway, it took two years. I, I went to multiple different people. It was a very big process trying all the different fragrances, Everything else doesn't have fragrance. All our products, I don't I don't love fragrance on my face. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't have fragrance except for that because when you're spraying it on your face and in that formulation, you have to put certain things in there that don't smell the best. So we just put a bit of fragrance there to mask all that. We are coming out with a very secret formula soon that won't have fragrance and won't secret be sort formula. of as strong. Yeah, so we're constantly... I like to say that Naked Sundays is at the forefront of SPF innovation and it's yeah. Australian innovation that you can't get anywhere else in the world. You can't do it anywhere else. So we do it in Australia. We make everything in Australia locally. And we have some of the best uh, sunscreen chemists in the world mm-hmm. that are like sitting in this room. I like to think of them just making like my dream, my dream formulas. And then we put it out there. There are so many challenges. So yes, yeah, so making the formulation, getting the right spray. 
like think of yeah. that when you're spraying it on your face. You do not want something too thick. You do not want something mm-hmm. too thin. You don't want something that gets in your eyes. You don't want something that's going to fall apart. Oh, Sheena, I don't know if you ever try beauty. It's literally the packaging is the hardest part. I mean, yeah, just for my eyelashes, I know the packaging. I mean, there were so many different things that I had to look at for that. But How did you get it right? I had a vision and I had a team send me a lot of different mock-ups and yeah. it was the colors I wanted. It was the design I wanted and it just ended up working out. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we looked you, at several before yes. we picked the one. I was like, yeah. I want something rainbow, but I want it kind of pastel, but I want something like outdoorsy, like palm leaves, or <laughs> I want this. And then right as we're designing it, Tarte came out with a similar eyelash box that I'm like, oh. someone stole my vision, <laughs> but we made it even better. So yes. I was happy about that. So, yeah. So then I finally got the right formula and mm-hmm. I decided to launch in January last year. And I didn't tell anyone that it was me, the news reporter, because I'm out on the road at these crazy stories. And a lot of them are like crime scenes and like very gritty stuff. Yep. And here I am launching a sunscreen, did not tell anyone. And basically I hired a PR and I said, right, get me some, just give it to some micro influencers and see how they go. And two weeks before we were supposed to launch, they started posting about it. And people were writing into us, into the official Instagram that I'd set up with like two followers saying, oh my God, I need this product. Not I want this, but I need this. Why I need this spray. Where is it? And I thought, oh my God. So I said to the PR, can we launch early? And she's like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. So we ended up launching two weeks early. Uh huh. Completely sold out within three weeks. My husband and I sort of put all our money into it. That's incredible. And then I thought, oh God. Okay. So we we said either we sell out and we're screwed or we don't sell any and we're screwed. So either way. <laughs> So we ended up selling selling everything out. And so then it was kind of very hard to get to the next point. You know, it's so, it's expensive. The mm-hmm. MOQs, the minimum quantities that you have to make with sunscreen are so big. Anyway, pretty soon after that, Mecca came on board. So that's Australia's number one beauty shop. Yep. They're massive and they're very high end. And, you know, I could not believe it was like an absolute dream. Like, here I am, I've made this product and now I'm going to be in the number one retail in Australia. Wow. It was in the middle of lockdown. So you couldn't go out. You couldn't even go to the shops. So for the next few months, I really just built the brand presence. And then we launched into Mecca in October and last year. And the day after we launched, the stores opened and just people flooded. No way. Wow. Flooded for Naked Sundays. And we sold out of our mineral and our mist in 24 hours, three months worth. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So there I am again. No stock. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> no stuff. I was doing everything myself. Everything. So, so what you, with your distribution and all that for all of for all of the for the on properties, so for all your products for, that are in the stores and yes. all that, how are you staffing? How are you stocking all that up as well? Were they coming from your manufacturers, delivering yes. straight away? Yes. No. Well, not straight away yet, but it takes six months to make the next, next round. Pouch. So yeah. I'm just freaking out. So I thought I'm I'm gonna have to hire a team. So I ended up hiring just there's only there's there's a couple there's a handful of us now very mm-hmm. small and then it just took off from there. So I came to the US in May and we did an influencer launch and I launched into Revolve this week. Yes. Yes. Tell us about tell us about your first off uh, key hires as a, as a startup as a, as a, as entrepreneur and all that. What was the hardest part about going through and selecting the team that you wanted to do? Did you did you sub hire? Did you go out and hire a marketing team first and foremost and then? grow internally your team or how was that process? So I think the most important thing for me, as I said, right at the beginning when I was, when I, oh, I forgot the most important part. So when we launched into Mecca, 
they said, oh, we want you on the website. And I said, yeah. okay. So quit my job. I was going to be a newsroom. I was going to die on the newsroom floor. I was the girl that was at every news story for the last 10 years, the lead news story. I was all over the world. I went to ter- like terror attacks and all sorts of things all over the world. And then I quit and I quit to focus on Naked Sundays full time. Yeah. So that was just such a big decision. Yeah. So, okay. You've reported all over the world, yeah. as you said. So I yeah. didn't even know that. I just yes. learned that. I thought, you know, you were a local news reporter in Australia. So you did this all over the world. You must have seen and reported on so many crazy so many things. things. What's the craziest or the weirdest like type of story you've ever had to report on? Oh, my God. You know, there's difficult things. Like there was terror attacks in Indonesia. I was there. Wow. I was on holiday in Bali and my boss sent me on a plane to go to where it was. And was that for the bombings? There was bombings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bali bombings. No, no, not that. For was, that. that was before. That was before. Okay. That was when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, just, I was just like, I don't know that one. I was a kid too. There was, yeah, no. So it wasn't in Bali. It was just in a different part of Indonesia. And I just, I, it was before I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. So you just get on a plane and you would go. And I remember people texting me going, stay away from the terror attacks because when there's one there's usually more and I was like oh no I'm actually going there and you know Sheena like anything that happens it's like stay away from the streets and you're like no I'm actually going to those streets that's you front and center to front tell, and center. Tell, tell the story so outside our office one day it was uh, do you guys have the lint cafe the it's a chocolate lint anyway oh I know what you're talking about yeah so they had a cafe outside my office mm-hmm. and this guy walks in now you got to remember in Australia we don't have stuff we have nothing people don't have guns no one has anything yeah, yeah, yeah. is like the violence is like someone might hold up a scissors or something you know it's very yeah. tame and outside my office was our lint cafe where we go to every day and get our coffee and this guy walked in and he held up the whole cafe uh with 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 a gun do you remember this story this is, Brock? Sydney? Yep. This is the sydney hold up yeah yeah i remember this yeah so our whole newsroom got evacuated from our office and we stood outside the whole newsroom set up a newsroom out the front and we reported for 48 hours yeah, straight. It was, it was a long wow. time. It was a long time. And so you did, we didn't, I didn't sleep and I'd be up all night reporting. And then at about two o'clock in the morning, the siege ended. Mm-hmm. People died that he, they got shot and killed two people. And when it's outside your office and you go to that cafe every day and you kind of know the waiters who got killed, you know? Yeah. So it was bad. And I, it affected us in a bad way. Yeah. Anyway, I'll never forget. So the next day, my job is to be a live reporter. I'm excellent at live, you know, maybe mm-hmm. not so much reading a script, but I can do live. And, I, and you're at the hospital and, you know, you're talking and, and all the people, the survivors came to. The, so you're racing from place to place, wherever the story is, you mm-hmm. know. And so I raced to the hospital and the survivors were coming in and they had gunshot wounds. And I'll never forget this one woman on the wheelchair coming in and the family. And you're saying, how do you guys feel? And it was just such a tense time. You know, it was just like that right at my office and then every day after that I walk past and you just you feel it you know Mm -hmm. it's very grounding being being on the road like that I can't imagine and even just being a reporter you know in the pandemics I know this is when you started Naked Sundays but I think what you were saying the other day at the event was that was also kind of a turning point for you what was the hardest part for you making the career transition the day that I was in the Western suburbs and they said to me, you need to go and interview the people with COVID. Western suburbs is really far from where I live. And I remember breaking down and just going, I cannot do this anymore. And so I think the hardest part was letting the team down. I'm such a team player. And when you're a news reporter, mm-hmm. it's not about you. 
It's about the people, their stories, the producers, the camera people. It's so many people. And I just felt like I let everyone down. And that was the hardest part. But then they gave me a couple of months off to make, to kind of see how I felt. And, you know, being with my daughter every day and being able to pick her up at normal times and not (laughs) fearing that I'm going to be stuck on the road was, he wasn't, you know, I I thought it would be harder, really, Mm -hmm. you know, but I've been doing it for, I I don't want to give away my age, but almost 20 years. Wow. News. Yeah. So, you know, from that time I came to America and did the internship. Oh my gosh. Right? the end. To, to now having your yes. uh, collaboration with Revolt on Friday night. Friday <laughs> but I love hearing these kind of stories, you know, too, of people who have been in uh, the same career for so long, but then branch out and do something. A lot of people don't take a chance on like their dream and, you know, mm. wanting to create something like this. And you followed it through and now... You have a very successful line of products that not only look good, they smell good, they work. So seriously, congrats for creating this. And I can't wait to see what what's next for the brand. Like what else are you working Thank on? Thank you. So I just wanted to preface by saying it's, it's hard to find that motivation to say I can do it. Mm-hmm. But as a journalist, I also wrote a couple of books. I wrote six on dating with Sam in the city. And then I wrote six more on women, female empowerment. One of them was the game changers. And I interviewed 50 women. One of them was Meghan Markle before she was. No yes. way. Yes. Wow. Before she, literally just before. So I'm reading the morning news and I had the book in my bag and it was about to be released. And the lead story was this unknown actress, Meghan Markle, is dating Prince Harry. And I was like, oh, my God. I, and I screamed across the whole newsroom. I interviewed her and I held up the book. That's funny. Um, but in the book, it t- uh, so I interviewed 50 women. You, you'll know like Ariana Huffington and those kind of types. It was back before the women empowerment exploded a couple of years ago. But all of them said, I had an idea. I, I went for it and I kept on going even with the challenges. And there were so many challenges. I've only t- I haven't even scratched the surface with this with you guys, but that all these women saying I kept on going. And I know you you would you're the same, right? You mm-hmm. you have something and you you have it in you. And I didn't really have it in me, but after reading all these stories and interviewing all these women, I just thought I've got to keep on going. And that drive just really pushed me. So I'm the same place now. So I've come to the US. It's obviously a completely different market to Australia. We've had such good reaction from all the influencers and all the retailers. So launching into retail next summer, mm-hmm. 2023. Uh, there'll be a lot more action and we'll have a team in the US but then launching all over the world. So the UK and Asia, lots going on. That's amazing. Even thinking about it makes me tired. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice would you have for other entrepreneurs out there? Like what was also the biggest challenge doing this career switch? I think when you have an idea and you believe in it, you have to keep on going. Do you know how many people said absolutely not? It cannot be done. Who do you think you are? I hate the color purple. <laughs> or, you know, this smells what? terrible. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever there's always going to be somebody there. Yeah, as Brock said to me the other day, there's always going to be someone there saying, I hate it. Mm-hmm. No, who do you think you are? This is the wrong idea. But if you have, if you believe in it and people who are listening, like if you have that idea and you believe in it, keep going. There's going to be so much crap that comes your way and that tries to stop you and trip you up. Mm-hmm. But you've got to prove that you're the person in the universe that's not going to let that stop you and you're going to keep on going. And I just live by that philosophy for good or bad. And I keep on going and you remain positive. And I know it's so easy, you know, remain positive, but yeah. like really, you know, 
Well, so remaining positive, what was what was a moment where you had a dark day during during it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yesterday. We're, you're, laughs> you know, no, it's serious. Like every people, every day, every you're day. right. Every day, you got to wake up no. and con- with conviction Correct. of like I'm doing the right thing because no one else sees your vision. No, but but also, you know, you have like customer who like writes an email like oh I didn't like something whatever and then suddenly your heart drops and you're like That's oh my deep. god well and there's one person out of the 50,000 people that bought something that you know the last two weeks and you're like it's one and my what do I call her my everything my chief of staff she's like it's one person and I'm like but it's one I want everyone to love it right mm-hmm. and it's just like there's so many and I go dark like yeah. that one person makes me in the like I get dark and I'm just such a perfectionist and I just want everything to be perfect and everyone to love everything so I work so hard at just making each product better and just I just keep on going I don't know where that comes from but I just think you know people who are listening like You've got to find it in you to just keep on going because it's going. There's going to be those dark moments constantly. Yeah, definitely. What about the name Naked Sundays? Let's get stuck. Let's stop talking yeah. that real quick. <laughs> how did you come up with it? What was it? What was the name before it? What was it? How did we get to here? So it was always Naked Sundays because Sunday was like the day that I didn't have to wear makeup and I didn't have to go to work and I just could have that bare face, that naked skin. Oh. Now, how do you get naked good? bare naked skin on a Sunday. You wear your sunscreen yep. every day. And so I wanted people to feel that like just beautiful, fresh skin when they heard the name. I mean, nailed it. I thing. love that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. Or what you guys do maybe on a Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> just putting it out well, there. Well, I mean, it's different because we don't work a normal job. So sometimes yeah. on Sundays, we're just at home watching football yeah. or yeah. just at home. Sometimes, you know, we're at the pool. Sometimes Clothes. we're at the football game. No, sometimes the, the, we're the just naked. naked. Part, the naked part I take into account. Brad's naked everywhere. every day. Yeah. <laughs> clothes are an option in my house. If he wakes up in clothes, I'm like, what happened? Did you need to go outside in the middle of the night? Why are you dressed? <laughs> I, yeah, I probably fell asleep by accident with them on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And our daughter takes after him. Oh, really? Oh, she yeah. loves the she free life? loves to run around naked. I'm like, no, no, no. You're not potty trained yet. We yes. are working on it, but oh, not yet. So we sweet. get there eventually. We get there eventually. Yes. So you have a five-year-old daughter. Yes, I yes. do. Harper. Harper. Yep. Oh, I Harper. love that name. Yes. Yeah, so she thinks all sunscreen now is lilac okay. and smells of watermelon. <laughs> and she loves, yeah. <laughs> You've set the standard up there for I her have. now. I have. Um, yes. And I did a talk at their school the other day about news reporting and the weather because I did the weather as well. Oh, I love that. And one of the kids who's my friend's kid uh, in her class stood up. I was doing it on Zoom and one of them stood up and, and he goes, I know what she does now. She makes sunscreen and he yelled it out. And the teacher was so embarrassed. She's like, carry on with the news reporting, carry on. And I was, I was like, yes, good, good, good advertising. Yeah, <laughs> way to get it out there. That's yes. great. Oh he was God. so cute. So what's so, on, so we've gone over that. What's on the horizon coming forward for you? What's the next big steps, milestones for you as a business, for you as a mother? Uh, what, what's coming for you? You know, Brock, I always, I'm a person with grand plans. You know, I've always liked the books and the columns and like my dream, all my dreams have come true. And this was never in the pipeline. Oh. I never thought I would be doing beauty ever. You know, I love beauty, but I'd never thought I'd be doing it. And so I am now one foot in front of the other, to be honest, and just really trying to make sure that, as I said, like going back and going, every product needs to be perfect. The web, like the website, the customer service journey. And I know it's a bit boring and I don't, I can't, I I just feel like I'm, I'm still focused so much in the business. I'm not on the business yet. And so I'm doing everything still, you know, almost over a year on, but 
the next step will be to build out that team, yeah. bring the team to the US, expand globally. But yeah, I'm just so involved in like the everyday. That, and as, as a founder, like that's what you need to be, you know, because there's no one else that knows this brand or the mm. value that you want to deliver to your customers. Because again, you're providing a product for customers. So no one else that you can hire is going to have the same amount of passion or the critique that you have or the eye for it. And then as you grow your team, obviously that's where you have to be able to now take that skill set and then transfer it to teaching your team the same passion that you have or, yeah. or, 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 or translating that by leading by example. And that's exactly what you're doing. So yeah. congratulations. So you did ask me who was my team. So I will get back yeah. to your brilliant question. So <laughs> the first thing I did was I hired the PR and my PR, Jessie, uh, in Australia, she's just like my best friend now. And I speak to her every day, but she's just the absolute life of the brand. I always said to her, like, you're the success of the brand. And really, she just took what we created and she put it out there into the universe and mm -hmm. the press and the influences. And we don't, we don't spend a lot on advertising on Facebook or Google. We don't spend a lot of influences. We really, it's word of mouth and they spread it with their friends because they want to and because they think it's cool yeah. and they like it. And to make sunscreen cool when it's so boring and white and sticky yeah. is something I'm super proud of. So that's, we've that's changed that conversation. One. Yeah, it's a different conversation. You know what I'm realizing now? I don't think I forgot it on the yacht. I think someone probably just put it in their <laughs> bag because I left it sitting out. And yeah. I didn't just see it sitting there because it is, it's one of those products where you're like, oh, no one has this. Well, I'm going to take it. It's you know? cute packaging. I love the lip oils, the face sunscreen, the mist, all of it. Seriously. I mean, it's just, it's such Thank good you. product. So I'm so happy to be able to talk about this on shenanigans. I will continue to talk about this. We will support home for you. Definitely. <laughs> Let's bring it to America. And you know what? They always have these conversations over here. You are making skin, you are making sunscreen fun you know yeah well exactly they're very like they're insta worthy pictures that you can take with these products you know like they're really it's they're really cute so and so i did some studies and 70 percent. i actually interviewed two thousand millennials uh -huh. and 70 percent of them said that they do not wear sunscreen every day and there were three reasons because they think it's bad for their skin it's uncomfortable to wear and because sorry brock it's white yeah, <laughs> yeah. but so i thought okay let's take all those things and take that all away and make it fun simple easy to use not white not sticky Love lilac that. and as you said sheena insta worthy totally. and when they're proud to sell it to when they are proud, proud to, to share, it, share it, share it. That's who is looking on social media. And if we can change, so the statistics are that people who are most at risk of melanoma are the 16 to 35 year olds. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that are not wearing SPF every day. Yeah. So if we can change their habits now and maybe at our daughter's ages as well. Yeah. And get people to love and use sunscreen because it looks a bit cooler than everyone else's sunscreens, then maybe we can change that statistic around and yeah. start prevent you know starting to prevent that melanoma for those young ages definitely well i will continue to post your products wear your Thank products you. and spread the word because they're amazing tell everyone where they can find you please uh nakedsundays.com or revolve you can go to revolve now yes. all the products are there i'm so excited oh, what a that's great huge i know i all of us girls too we and next week revolve. we'll be on flip Tell us about Flip. Flip is, a, it's like the TikTok, but for shopping. So you post a video, influencers post a video of them using their products and then you can actually buy from it. So it's, it's super cool, really new app, but a lot of big brands are on there now. Okay. You can find Naked Sundays there. Nice. That's Perfect. Look at the evolution of business and marketing. Seriously. Well, thank you so much for making the trek all the way thank you to guys. LA it was to worth be here it. with it, us. It was so how, much fun. That's how uh, it's so much respect for you just taking initiative because if anyone, all the listeners out there, you got to do that. You got to find what you believe in, 
and then and then take that step. And like you said, you don't know what's on the horizon. Obviously, you've got a vision, but focus on those steps one yeah. by one. You're doing it. It looks great. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Love yes. you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see you shake that. Do you need it? Let me see you shake that. Do you want it? Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.